This show was first broadcast on Free FM 89.0, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access radio station. For more information on our station and our wide range of programs, visit freefm.org.nz. And I believe with all of my heart that it is a contributing factor to our juvenile delinquency of today. I 100% believe it. Why I believe that is because I know how it feels when you sing it. I know the, the, the lost position that you get into in the beat. I'm Oliver Gray, and this is A Sonic Youth. Join me as I explore the greatest indie rock with classic tracks, new releases, and my own Desert Island selection.
This is episode 98 of A Sonic Youth, and this week is the second part of two shows where I'm looking at some of my favourite indie artists writing tribute songs to the artists which inspire them. That opener was one of the greatest indie and alt-rock tribute songs of all time, the replacements paying tribute to Big Star's frontman with Alex Chilton. Our next indie tribute song is one which I've loved since I was about six. Long before I understood the significance of the band this song is paying tribute to. The song comes from the lead singer and songwriter from what is now one of my very favourite records of all time, The Modern Lovers. It's Jonathan Richmond with Velvet Underground. Richmond is a Velvet Underground fanatic. During the period in the early 70s, when he was writing the songs for and trying to form what would become The Modern Lovers, Richmond followed the Velvets religiously. He moved from Boston to New York in pursuit of the band, on one occasion opening for them. He even spent some time sleeping on the Velvet manager Steve Sesnick's couch. When he did form the Modern Lovers, they were deliberately modelled after the Velvets, and the influence on their sound is evident. So it's no wonder that Richmond would write a tribute song to the band he loved so much. And it's a great tribute, super energetic in the Richmond style, and filled with praise. I also love this section where he plays an interpretation of a verse from one of my favourite Velvet songs, the 17 minute epic Sister Ray. And I just love the rest of the lyrics. Lines like twangy sounds of the cheapest kinds, like guitar sale $29.99. The song sounds brilliant too, at least I think so, as I love this song long before I could comprehend the real meaning behind its lyrics. From his great 1992 solo album, I, Jonathan, Here's Jonathan Richmond with Velvet Underground. They were wild like the USA, a mystery band in a New York way. Rock and roll, but not like the rest. And to me, America at its best. How in the world were they making that sound? Velvet Underground, a spooky tone on a fender. Played less notes and left more space Stayed kinda still, looked kinda shy Kinda far away, kinda dignified How in the world were they making that sound? Velvet underground Well you could look at that band And wonder where All that sound was coming from With just four people Sounds of the cheapest types Sounds as stark as black and white stripes Bold and brash, sharp and rude Like the heat's turned off and you're low on food How in the world are they making that sound? Velvet underground, like this Tucking Sally inside She's cooking for the down fire I said I, I could hear sideways I said I, I could, could, could hear sideways She does it just like Sister A said Of the third is kind on the bed. 
sounds of the cheapest kind Like guitar sale $29.99 Bold and brash, stock and still Like the heat's turned off and you can't pay the bill How in the world are they making that sound? Velvet on the ground Both guitars got the first tone on Drummer standing up like pounding along A howl, a tone, a feedback whine Biker boys meet the college kind This is a Sonic Youth, and that was Jonathan Richman with Velvet Underground. Our next tribute song is also about the Velvet Underground, a testament to their huge and very wide-reaching influence on all the indie and alt-rock we love. From the Jesus and Mary chain, it's Mo Tucker. This song is from the band's 98 record Monkey, the band's last before their almost decade-long breakup. It pays tribute to Mo Tucker, the Velvet's iconic female drummer, with the Reed brothers' younger sister Linda, aka Sister Vanilla on vocals, here's the Jesus and Mary Chain with Mo Tucker. Yeah. 
This is a sonic youth, and that was the Jesus and Mary chain with Mo Tucker. Our next tribute song is the track which centralises the theme of the Drive-By Trucker's ambitious breakthrough double album Southern Rock Opera. This record is all about Southern American folklore, especially Southern American rock and roll folklore. Side A focuses mostly on lead singer-songwriter Patterson Hood's musical upbringing in the South, and the complicated relationship he has with the area. Their songs touching on his teenage concert experiences, the three great Alabaman icons, and the idea of the duality of the southern thing. That being, staring down at the shame, the racism, while also being proud of the glory. Side B of this record focuses on a band which illustrates this concept, Leonard Skinner. Songs such as The Factory focus on the rise of the band from the swamps of Florida, whereas the record's closing song, is a tragically beautiful Angels and Fuselage, detailing the plane crash that brought a tragic end to the true Leonard Skinner lineup. And one of those aforementioned three great Alabama icons is Leonard Skinner frontman Ronnie Van Zandt, who of course died in that plane crash. And it's him and Neil Young that are the topic of our next song, the truckers Ronnie and Neil. Skinner's Sweet Home Alabama is first of all one of the greatest songs ever recorded, but it's also a track which, like the band that wrote it, is very misunderstood. It's a song which is interpreted by many people in many different ways, frequently incorrectly, or at least differently to what I believe was the goal of Van Zandt when he wrote the song. Like the truckers, Skinner are thinking about the duality of the southern thing on this song. In response to Neil Young's southern man, they mention the beauty of the south and its people, yet they don't shy away from the bad and the ugly. This can be seen from lines such as the boo 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 following in Birmingham they love the governor. That governor being George Wallace, public face against the 60s civil rights cause, another of the truckers' three great Alabama icons. The common public interpretation of the relationship between Ronnie Van Zant and Neil Young is also something which is commonly incorrect. While they were feuding with each other in their songs, the two of them had huge mutual respect for each other, the folklore being that Young was a pallbearer at Van Zandt's funeral, and that Van Zandt was buried wearing a Neil Young t-shirt. The latter was proven as untrue. Despite this, Neil Young for a time would receive death threats down in Alabama. This is the story that the drive-by truckers aimed to tell in Ronnie and Neil, while also raising a toast in the form of guitar noise to the two rock and roll legends. Here's the even better live version of the song from the live record It's Great To Be Alive. It's drive-by truckers with Ronnie and Neil.
final indie tribute song this week is always with Belinda Says. The song touches on the idea of how we draw comfort from the sense of nostalgia associated with our favourite music. In this case, always lead singer Molly Rankin is name-checking Belinda Carlisle and her song Heaven is a Place on Earth. The narrator is a young woman, credent with a baby that was an accident, reeling and having to re-establish her identity. And it's also just a great song, one of my favourites at the moment, and the perfect example of always fitting shoegaze into an indie pop mould. From their 2022 album Blue Rev, here's Always with Belinda Says. says. Our final song this week is newly released music from Granddaddy. This single is the first from the upcoming 13-track rarities release of extras from their 2003 record Someday. The full LP, named Someday Excess Baggage, comes out on August 25th. The single is called The Town Where I'm Living Now. It's the kind of chilled out dreamy folk rock track that Granddaddy's Jason Lytle is a master at writing. And that's our show this week. Next week's show is episode 99, where we're looking at music new and old from Teenage Fan Club, a new single from Israel Nash, and an acoustic version 
of a song from New Zealand indie superstars, The Beths. To end the show, here's Granddaddy with The Town Where I'm Living Now. Thanks for listening to a Sonic Youth. For more episodes, visit freefm.org.nz or search a Sonic Youth on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and on the AccessMedia.nz app. Also, follow me on Instagram and Facebook at a Sonic Youth Podcast. This Free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand on Air.